0: Ladies and gentlemen,
1: welcome to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. Introducing your host from New York, here is Sam Roberts. Welcome
2: to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast. This is it. It's my podcast about wrestling. I'm Sam Roberts. I have a show on SiriusXM called Sam Roberts Show. You can get a podcast form of that on iTunes and SoundCloud and NotSam.com. But this is my outlet where I get to talk to all of you. It's a wrestling podcast by a wrestling fan for wrestling fans. And as wrestling fans, we have a lot to talk about. Uh, You know, I do tend to shift to the positive a lot. The reason that I do this podcast is because I'm a wrestling fan and I like wrestling. So I end up saying good things about it. But... Sometimes things happen, and we will. I'll have Katie Linendahl on for the state of wrestling. Get into everything that is going on with Roman Reigns. Roman Reigns suspended for thirty days. We found out uh, just before we recorded state of wrestling. We went on Facebook uh, Live at Facebook slash not Sam, uh, and aired part of it as we recorded it, which you can see. You know, it'll stay there. But uh, we'll talk about that and a lot more in the state of wrestling. In the meantime. Mick and Noel Foley are my guests this week. Mick and Noel, I love the whole Foley family. I've known both of them for a long time. Mick and Noel were gracious enough to come up to do my show as part of the Holy Foley reality show. So uh, parts, I don't know what parts, but parts of this interview will air on the reality show when it launches uh, on the WWE network. But I'm excited to give you, the listeners of this podcast, a taste of that interview. Well, it's not more than the taste, it's the whole interview. <laughs> I'm excited to let you hear the whole interview now, and then you'll be able to see some of it when Holy Foley comes to the WWE Network. I'm super excited to be a part of that show, and I'm super excited that they were up here uh, to record uh, with my show. Very, very honored. So... We'll get into that. If you want to support this podcast, do me a favor: subscribe on iTunes uh, and leave a review and a comment on the iTunes thing. It really helps uh, get our name up there. It helps with our ranking, which helps with our guests, which helps with our sponsors. Which just it helps. Everything that you guys do helps, and that's 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 the negotiation we have these days, right? You help uh, the podcast grow. You help support our sponsors, and I will continue to deliver the best possible wrestling podcast I can give you for free. And by the way, every back episode will remain free as long as you help me out. You support our sponsors, and you keep uh, uh, getting your friends to subscribe, uh, making sure you're subscribed on iTunes, leaving comments, etc. And I will not only... Let this continue to be a free podcast. But I will let all of the back episodes with all of the amazing interviews also be free, uh, which not everybody's doing. Let's get into it. Let's start the podcast with Mick and Noel Foley.
1: And now the Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast interview. Sam? Yes, Mick Foley. We go back a long way, don't we? We do, Mick. Many, many years. Yeah,
2: yeah. Well, Mick Foley... And Noel are both here. And I'll tell you that the first time I met Noel, I don't know if it was the first time I met Noel, but it was the first time I spent time with Noel. It was at a wrestling show. And we were sitting uh, very close. And I was like, I'm going to charm Noel. And you know what I said? What? I want you to know something, Noel. I know your father. (laughs) And you want to know how we met? And she was like, how?
1: How? And I said he fed me steak, steak like a baby, <laughs> <laughs> like choo choo here it comes here. Yeah, I remember when the this scenario was being laid out for me. We like, well, have this intern, yeah, and he's never eaten anything but like chicken nuggets and <laughs> right. <laughs> it sounds like Mickey. It does, right? And I was going to be forced. I was going to force you to eat like a top grade A steak. It was a good steak, and and rice. And- and I'll tell you what, if people YouTube it, it still holds up to this day. It does. It's phenomenal.
2: Especially because you have, like, Obi and Anthony and Louis Black and Bob Saget, and they're all sitting there enjoying yeah. the exact same steak. And
1: the fact that Louis Black was, like, cracking up. Right. Uh, he, you know, he had no idea who I was. And I, here comes the steak. <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. and, and Sam was, yeah. ah, and there was no acting involved at all. He was, like, <laughs> literally gagging. But that's an accomplishment. Yeah. We, you and I, as a comic team, we were enjoyed. able to crack up. Louis Black, we did very, very good that day.
0: And Dad, yeah. that time that I sat with Sam when he was telling me those stories, that was when Dewey Dewey was being a little Dewey right. called yeah. me an effing loser. I was like, you know what? I'm going to sit with Sam Roberts. That's right. In the and second I row, I was and I was I was, I
2: was remember because I was nervous about that because I go look like I don't want anybody to think this is because I don't need anybody going back to the Foley house and reporting like Dewey can come. To, I only have one ticket, but Dewey can come down halfway through and you guys can <laughs> switch. No, nope. I,
1: I remember that. I remember you know I don't know if you know this about. You've never heard me use the F word, even when it's fully acceptable. Right, right. Yeah, you, you right, choose not like, to. Choose not to, and so and that's been the issue, right, between me and Dewey is his use of it, and it's forbidden. He likes you know, it. I know he likes. He overuse it. overuse, it, I overuse, see. It, overuse I see. it, and I see. you can't use it like in reference to your sister being an, a loser, right? right. Yeah. And so I was like, no, go ahead, sit with Sam Roberts. Yeah, <laughs> so I was happy when I saw. <laughs> so her I left right, Dewey so by right, himself. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah and, dude, and plus uh, you knew my smooth moves included saying. You know, your dad feeds me steak yeah, like I a wasn't, baby. I wasn't worried about that at all. Yeah, I wasn't,
2: now you and Noel, it yeah. seems like a kind of a team. I see. You know, you're on the you're on the convention circuit now together. Yes, which has got to be refreshing for you because at least
1: it's something different. Well, I'm a, occasionally. You know, I will not try to compete with Noel. The only time <laughs> that I we will <laughs> join forces for sure. a good cause. Yeah, like. Like, we are going to be at Eternal Con, mm-hmm. where we join forces to raise money for a group called Christmas Magic, right? What's Christmas, Christmas Magic? Magic? Christmas Magic. Unbelievable group. I've been a volunteer since 2001, and since you don't have a large child you know not a lot of kids listening to this unfortunately not yet um, yet. Yet, not yet yet but i'm one of santas just to be safe top ambassadors right and uh, <laughs> right. my ambassadorial role <laughs> for christmas magic means that i'm santa for kids on long island who are living in homeless shelters uh, transitional housing foster homes the uh, kids who probably need santa yeah, more than they anybody need santa yes. more than anything and christmas magic does an unbelievable job of helping create make the magic of Christmas morning possible for kids who otherwise wouldn't have much of a Christmas morning, so Noel and I are going to be raising some money uh, for the kids. So this way, we can join forces, and it's like you know everything's a tandem because there's no way I'm going to sit and try to compete with her. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I, I didn't even think of it from yeah. that yeah. element that you're worried that she's become more yeah. of a draw than than Big the hardcore time. legend. Many a WWE Hall of Famer has uh, has felt the wrath of the Noel Foley appearance, <laughs> like at WrestleCon. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, you know, rumor had it that people are like. She doesn't even wrestle, right? What, what's with this line, you know? And uh, she's <laughs> I'm got a friendly person, friendly person, kind of Instagram famous, Instagram famous, right? Effervescent that's a thing. personality, <laughs> that's right. That's you what know, it is, really. Uh, a producer tried telling me, uh, pro- uh, top producer, you know, a TV show. Mm-hmm. The only reason that they wanted her was because she was hot. What? And I was. And, and he
0: was angry. Oh, I was angry. He was and I'm going, really well, if
1: the only reason you want her is because she's hot, and she's going, no, dad, no. Then like, uh, you, you go find another hot girl, all right? Because I that, that's, that's uh, disrespectful him, to dad. me. Right. You weren't saying that then. You're like, no, dad, don't do that. I'm like, find another hot girl. Boom. And like, dad, you just cost me that TV show. I was like, I know, I know. Who said, what producer says that, though, to the dad? Well, why, would you, why wouldn't you pretend that it's not be, just because she's hot? Uh, there's a little power tripping going on. You know? They do. But I I just, I always, I, I, I just reject that because Noelle, when she's at a convention, is competing with a lot of really attractive women who do have a lot of TV time. Right. And Noelle's, you know, I mean, the fact that we're getting a show on WWE Network is largely because of the chemistry that we have together, that people find... <laughs> There's a, uh, she's 22 right? right still likes hanging out with the old bear
3: yeah
0: right. and I had the chance to just like to chill out with him you chill like hanging out, out with yeah. your dad yeah
1: yeah 22 years old three arguments in a life total total what were they about three arguments one uh, at age, I believe, eight, when I suggested that maybe her body type wasn't um, appropriate for something she was wearing. AKA, and,
0: I was fat. And
1: didn't know it. <laughs> oh, I see. I, thought, I, thought, I, I was... thought she was going through puberty early, but no. she was just a chubby
2: kid. I
0: thought I was rocking those mini skirts and tight shirts, and my dad was large.
2: So you were doing the right no. thing? You were I like, Look, I honey, was. you're a little. You know, chubby. Are you sure you you want to be?
1: I didn't even throw the chubby word in there. I was like, you sure you want to be wearing that? Maybe. I was easing into it. There were no harsh words at all. And like tears started running down her (laughs) little face. I was like, you think maybe from now on you want mom to talk about these things with you? (laughs) I was like, do you want dad to maybe take you someplace for a present? Do you want? I think yeah. we probably uh, got ice cream. <laughs> we probably yeah. got ice cream. Was that crushing for you at eight years old? Oh. The first argument, you're oh. like, "Oh, she doesn't like me anymore." Devastating. <laughs> yeah. Devastating. Second argument was when uh, uh, Frank the clown pretended to be an FBI agent and uh, had. Uh, was... Now Frank the clown is your boyfriend.
2: Yeah, oh, well. yeah. 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 Uh, it was... A
0: little backstory. Right. Which, but
1: this is far in advance.
2: I mean, how long have you been dating Frank for? Over two years. Yeah. Okay, so, so, this, we is went, so like, this is still first, like ten years. We went twelve like, years. Yeah, yeah. Yeah,
0: yeah like. We wrote Huey's phone number down, and then Huey started texting Frank, pretending it wasn't him. So Frank's like, I'm going to report you to the FBI. And then Huey starts crying, and then my dad comes home. He's like, And how What's old is happening? Huey? Uh, he's 13 now, but he was 11 when it happened. So that's
2: tough when you find out the FBI yeah. is on yeah. your And head. my yeah. dad
0: tried to take my phone to FaceTime Frank to yell <laughs> at him. I'm like, Dad, no! Dad, stop!
1: And so I write, uh, hey... Frank, this is Mr. Foley. I'm not happy at all. And Frank thinks it's, you know, somebody he, else. I don't know he still thought about. it was a joke. Oh, no. Oh, it was livid. Oh, I was livid. Wait, is there, when
2: I'm interested, when Mick Foley gets mad, because you don't get mad that not often. Not too often, yeah. Is it, do you
1: turn, do you get Cactus Jack mad? I get, yeah, promo cutting mad. That's
0: what he, I was thinking. Do Dewey promo mad. Yeah, can't Really promo mad, yeah. So that is your real oh, my mad. my goodness.
1: And here's the reason I only, I don't drop F-bombs in the house, Tell right? Me. Uh, uh, because now Huey has said he's only heard me curse three times, like not including my shows, because mm-hmm. I dropped the one F bomb a show, right? Mm-hmm. And you've been there. I got to say, you've been very supportive of oh, my yeah, live yeah, shows. Yeah, yeah. And I've learned that that becomes my gimmick, right? I dropped the one F bomb. And everybody's show, waiting for it. Waiting for it. Yeah. If I do it correctly, standing ovation. And so I said, Huey, how many F bombs have you heard me use? He goes, he said, whatever number. I said, no, no, we're not including my shows. He said, three. I said, were they effective? And he goes, oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> like when I use one on Dewey, you know, because he knows I don't like that F word. So when I use it back in a promo, ooh, highly effective. I like that you call yeah. it promo though. Oh, I gotta cut a promo, promo on oh, the kit.
2: Yeah, <laughs> he's yeah. always
0: cutting promos in his head. Like I'll be trying to talk to him and he's just like, like snapping his eyes and like doing these weird hand gestures. And I'm like, dad, dad, pay attention. Not like the old oh, days. Sorry, cutting you know, uh,
1: When, Clett and I, I think I went 10 years without actually listening to my wife because I was cutting (laughs) promos in my head. Yeah. So the the downside, I mean, (laughs) the downside to today's more structured WWE environment is that, you know, people aren't thinking for themselves as much. Yes. The upside is maybe the guys might listen to their significant <laughs> like they could actually leave it at work a little yeah, bit maybe leave it at work <laughs> yeah, yeah it's not a 24 7 thing where you're escaping into an alternate reality and your and you eyes are blinking and fingers blinking. are twitching and my wife would like you're like you're cutting promos aren't you like yeah yeah
2: <laughs> <laughs> what's your outlet for that now like if you're cutting promo if, if noelle's cutting uh, catching you cut promos
1: now but you don't have where do you go to cut the promo what, what's
0: the <laughs> outlet for it
1: does it just live in your head that's a
0: great question. well they're
1: not angry promos <laughs> I'm often thinking about better ways to be Santa. <laughs> you're, you're, Santa so, promo? So instead yeah. of falling into Cactus Jack, you're falling into Santa. Yeah. <laughs> like to better effectively be Santa, right? Ho! No, I'm Ho. No, not angry. Ho. No, no. It's, oh, yeah, no I, I take that stuff seriously, right? Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah, I know you do. I write my ideas down and so that when uh, a family comes in, I, they, I transport them. Like they... Suspend disbelief Mm -hmm. Not just the child Mm -hmm. But the parents too If it's done Well enough
2: Do you need A a, a place for that Angry outlet That you had with wrestling Like because now Everything is so Like family Happy Da 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 I mean you remember uh, uh, I remember you saying When you started doing The Socko thing You were worried That this would Tarnish your legacy Yeah And now you've kind of Left angry hardcore Mick as like this Way way distant memory Do you need Some place to
1: outlet your anger uh, not really because you'd figure that i would have done that when i was doing uh you know my stories or stand-up but right. my stand-up wasn't angry at all Mm-mm. right it was very uh it's fun warm-hearted no not really i don't get angry at home do i uh, because i had a lot i had a lot unless to be-
0: randall takes a dump on the floor
1: <laughs> who's randall uh, dog. but here's the thing so you could have promo uh, on the dog yeah, and yeah. that's the dog the dog came randall <laughs> it's a funny thing Randall's been the bane of my existence right, for six years because my wife absolutely refused to train him. Right? Like, Why? I just she thought it was cruel. You know, the to idea train of, him, train him. Yeah. Oh no, you can't put him in a crate. And I'd go, that's how you train a dog. And she, uh-huh. no, read this book on training. I go, okay, here's the chapter where it talks about training the dog in a crate. You, no, that's cruel. Read this book. <laughs> go, here's the chapter of this book where it talks about training a dog in a crate. He's been the bane of my existence. I swear to you, this is the truth. Just today, yeah. I heard feedback from WWE, and the word is, Mr. McMahon loves Randall. <laughs> like, he thinks he's of great television. He, he thinks Randall's great. <laughs> Dog do you know, would stop pissing. It's great. Do you know how rare it is? Like, <laughs> uh, uh, <he> thinks, <laughs> Randall's captured. Right. Like, Taking a dump on camera <laughs> and looking at the camera and almost winking right before he took the you know took right. the deuce yeah he, uh, yeah uh. and Mr McMahon's going like what do we got to do to get this <laughs> dog on Raw
2: yeah. <laughs>
0: he can be a special guest <laughs> yeah
2: I think it's very possible so so do you how do you feel when uh, or when you're worried about Noel outdrawing you at a convention how does that make you feel do you go like this shouldn't be a concern of mine. This is my this the seed, the fruits of my loin should not be a concern. Uh, uh, you know what? Are not, you proud?
1: I'm not there yet. Honestly, I'm not. I'm not there yet. Uh, other people, are, you know, are right. You know, I mean, when you were there at uh, uh who? What wrestlers were? Upset? WrestleCon. You? No, Who's I mean, who? don't. Let's not name. Names.
0: <laughs> Sam's trying to get me in trouble. <laughs>
1: uh, but there's only a certain amount of. You know, guys, especially in a convention setting where there's so many, so many people, you know, there's especially only one like that. that I mean, you're talking about 100, a hundred yeah, guests, yeah. you know, 150 guests sometimes at a, even at a, a smaller convention. They're like, oh, it's packed six, seven hundred fans. Mm-hmm. and There's 120 guests. You know, there's only so many people to go around and you have your three or four big draws and then, you know, six or seven other people do well. And the rest of them, you know, watch the clock go. And, uh, and some of them are pretty big names. Mm-hmm. Noel does well, <laughs> so <laughs> she just gives that thumbs up. <laughs> I, I, I believe just to play it safe, you yeah, know, we're gonna be a combi- We're gonna be a duo, and maybe the
2: convention circuit will be a little easier for Noel because you're legit training noel to be a wrestler now correct that's yeah, yeah, true now is that another thing where because that's what i was going to ask about the conventions like how do you feel about the fan interaction that noel has because let's be honest there's a lot of people you can read the
1: instagram comments
0: and <laughs> you not cannot, not
2: all, right no, no, not no. all of them are there for her Look, effervescent
1: personality as soon as i i clicked over for one story it was a legit story you know and then i, I click over and i see this big thing it says 10 hot photos of Noelle Foley <laughs> you have to see and right. half, half is in, uh, in capital L is like, no, I don't, I don't have, have to see this. <laughs> so like, you don't I, follow I'm her? her dad. No, no, I'm not. He doesn't
0: even have Instagram. Smart no. for you, Noelle. There's a fake-o out there, though, of him. Really?
1: And Warden. Huey, her younger brother, is all over her case. Yeah, he doesn't like it?
0: He's constantly checking it. And mm-hmm. I blocked him, so I don't even know how
1: he's <laughs> checking it. So you
2: you you can't Use the F word against your sister, but you can block your brother
1: on yeah. Instagram. Yeah, <laughs> of, <course. laughs> yeah. of course. That makes sense. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You know, if there's going to be a convention... Then there's going to be some. Uh, they, there's going to be some of the elder statesmen of the game mm-hmm. who've been around with me are going mm-hmm. to be watching her back, which is always always nice. Yeah. And uh, she does tend to bring out the best in people when they meet her. So if people are going to be skeevers, they're probably going to be skeevy from afar, right? Know? Right. When they meet her, she kind of brings out the best in people, you know. Mm-hmm. What they do with those photos once they have them, I don't <laughs> that's,
2: that's their business, oh.
1: yeah, yeah, it's a, yeah that's, we, that's a conversation we don't yeah, need yeah, to have,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah that's not admiration for for me or my career
0: <laughs> Sam it happens to you too
2: what do you oh, yeah, true. no, you're right. the Instagram comments are pretty much the same, especially when I'm doing those modeling shots, you yeah, know they just, you're, like, posing
3: with the hands yeah, the
2: my dad goes they shouldn't be talking to you this is not they're they're objectifying you, Sam, they're objectifying <laughs> you, um so what? No, no, Al, I'm assuming wrestling was your idea. Like oh, you were yeah. like, I want to learn how to do this.
0: Yeah, like I've been following it for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh wow, like I love watching it. I Why tried I not to try to do it? it. You did? Oh,
1: oh big time. Yeah. yeah. I thought just the way I walked would be the greatest warning symbol. Yeah. Like, just like, just stay away. Don't right. end up like this guy. And uh, she didn't see it that way. Right. So, so you're training her. Yeah.
2: But are you training her? To wrestle like you wrestle? No, absolutely yeah. not.
1: And I've got uh, you know I've got a guy named Dan Barry doing most of the uh, groundwork. You know, I'm in there with like all the suggestions, the ring psychology. I talk her ear off, not literally. Maybe one day. <laughs> right. and then one we'll day. really yeah. be twins, Dad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Have you thought? I mean, this could be a
2: great if Noel. If you chop your ear off no. and come out with some like flannel, little like okay. short shorts.
1: There it is. The Foley legacy
0: Cactus lives Jill.
1: on. Yeah, Cactus Jill is here. That's what she wants. Like, really? No, no, no. Don't. I don't
0: want that. I just think it'd be funny. Right. Oh, here comes Cactus Jill Do that love.
2: Right. You could say if you're gonna like like Charlotte has her saying if you're gonna do it, do it with flair. If you're gonna do it, do it with
1: mankind.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I'm
1: not comfortable with the sexual overtures, you know I don't know what's ah. sexual
2: about that
0: wasn't sexual
1: no so yeah <laughs> you had, what made you agree to train her to wrestle I guess just the idea of she's going to do it, I want to make sure so that she's uh, safe you know yeah, learns the, yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. fundamentals properly mm-hmm. you know I can't be there for the uh, entire ride, so you want to make sure she has the basics. You know, like if she's going to be a writer, this is me speaking a metaphorically, <laughs> I want to make sure that she Worst has all the tools, all right? You know, <laughs> right. The, the, I'm not talking literally about being a writer, but like make sure she has a grasp of the alphabet, you know, sentence sure. structure and all that. And then sure. you go out there and you create your own paragraphs. Right. Right. Uh, and so I know that eventually, you know, she'll be out there on her own. So I want to make sure she's got the tools and uh, and and knows how to keep herself safe, mm-hmm. you know, and has respect for her opponent. And uh, and those important things like you know how to say no, you know to a move like and and, and make sure that her opponent treats her respectfully. You know, I, there are some people out there who just don't care, and uh, it, you need to be able to assert yourself. Yeah, I don't know if you
2: saw that spot that went all over the internet. I think two weekends ago or something, where the where the kid Joey Janela. Put the guy up on his shoulders, jumped off the roof, and went through the table. Did you see that? I didn't, but I've heard about it. What do you think when you hear about stuff like that?
1: Oh, I man, I know Joey, you know, yeah. and uh, it was uh Danzig, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know Zan- Zandig. Zandig, yeah. yeah. Um, And uh I'm imag- I imagine they were in collusion on that, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't think that this was something... <laughs> and uh, I, uh, they're consenting adults, right? right? Uh I hope that uh, other people don't try that out there, mm-hmm. you know? I mean... You know, I just saw Necro Butcher retire. Mm-hmm. You know, and he uh, was, you know, probably the craziest of all of them, it's and totally... one of the nicest, humblest guys you can meet. And I call I said it was the greatest high spot ever called in the ring when, uh, you know, uh, uh, I, uh, you know, here's a guy who used thumbtacks and staple guns, barbed wire, and fire, and and yet he needed to be saved by a middle aged man with a sweat sock. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I gave him a hug, and he goes. Brother, so should I ask my girlfriend to marry me? <laughs> I, said, yeah, I said, yeah. And so, you know, here's this guy who's been known for all this bloodshed, and the last his last uh, moment as an active wrestler is he gets down on one knee and proposes to his wife, and right. people are in the ring crying. And you know? she said yes. Yeah, she okay, said go, yes. Okay, so not just yes, but he's wrestling. Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. So uh, these guys are, you know, Joe. Joey Jones, you know, a good guy. Oh, well, they're both good guys, yeah. you know. It's a little crazy. Yeah. Uh, really crazy.
2: Noel, do you see stuff like that? Because it kind of goes back to, like, in acting. Maybe, maybe your dad was right that it is easier to go with a producer that goes, like, well, I'm, I'm just hiring you because you're hot. Like, you want to be like, yeah, because I want that job. Uh-huh. Like, in wrestling – there can be this thing where you're going to put yourself in danger because it becomes at least you know especially when, when your dad was wrestling it becomes like this fast track to attention and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Like do you watch that stuff knowing I can't take that shortcut or do you kind of want to? Um
0: no, I don't want to take the shortcut. Right. Like you're always- saying
1: the stuff I did in my career was a shortcut?
2: No. <laughs> No, it was a different time.
0: You had your good looks, Dad. <laughs> right? Exactly.
2: Yeah. You, I was talking. Yeah. The first part was you, the good-looking guy. But I did want to ask you about your boyfriend, Frank the Clown. Yes. Because Frank the Clown, and a lot of people, I tell you, um, when they get to when like if they see Noel and I in an Instagram or something yeah. together, they go, "Who's that?" And I go, "That's that's Noel Foley. That's Mick Foley's daughter." And he goes, "Oh," and they start following her on Instagram, <laughs> and they go. Who's that guy she's with? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And it's Frank the Clown every time. (laughs) Right. So, first of all, how did you start? Frank the Clown is a WWE superfan. Yes. That shows up and has been doing so for a long time. For eight years Eight years in the front row Mm -hmm.
1: in clown makeup. Yep. He's a wonderful guy. I've gotten to he know is, him. yeah uh, How did you? I wouldn't go so far as to say wonder. He's, well, good, he's a good guy. But... Sam <laughs> thinks yeah. he's
3: wonderful. He's not
1: I... full of wonder. He's a good guy. Right. I, yeah. I don't know him as well as you do, <laughs> Mick. So I may, <laughs> I may, I may uh, go to your judgment on that. Uh, but I will say, I wouldn't have said good. You know, you know, ten weeks ago, he's he's kind of winning me over. You've been dating him for how long? Over two years. Right. You said two years. Yeah. You...
0: <laughs> 10, ten I'm weeks. Just ago, you're warming
1: then? up to <laughs> him okay. now. Yeah. I'm finding out uh, many layers <laughs> of this Frank the clown guy. Which I guess is good. Yeah. How did you end up dating Frank the Clown, first of all?
0: Okay. Well, I saw him at SummerSlam, like, I think it was three years ago. Found
1: out that he had inherited millions of dollars? No.
0: no, That's not the case.
1: No. How does he he get in the front row of every show?
2: What's he doing for cash?
0: He saves up his money. He sells old things on eBay, you know, like old wrestling cards that go for a lot of money. Just, it adds up. Making his
2: money off the back of the legends again. That's not right Go on The broken backs of legends Yeah
0: I saw him walking Full clown And I just stopped and stared And like something was different about him You know what bothers
1: me about that? What does? Is that somehow this stems from me Right, this is a daddy issue. Oh I didn't yeah, think that no, she... it's not a daddy oh,
2: issue. Oh yeah, no, yeah. daddy issues oh, are like yeah.
0: strippers and girls. No, no, like no. Drugs. That's
2: when you have a different daddy. When you have a daddy yeah. who's got a Christmas room, who loves balloon animals, yeah. who, lo- who who creates this uh, world of wonder for I did you.
1: Something somehow somewhere along the way oh, that yeah. made you feel like it was acceptable to date a clown. Right, you yes, had your you pick did. of the litter. Yeah. Well,
0: because you're a teddy bear. Um, so um, I can date a clown I, a Exactly I,
1: right. Maybe I should have been, Maybe I should have Had more than three arguments With you <laughs> yeah. and Maybe one of them Should have been about Dating clowns Right yeah. so, anyway, so, I so you meet
0: this him. clown Well no I didn't meet him yet I just saw him from far oh. away And was pretty much Checking him out Like I was the what? creeper In this situation I don't know I just stopped and stared at him He like, a stalker Wow he's different And weird And I like that
2: You do Because it's not He's not a muscular guy either He's just a skinny guy In clown makeup
0: Yeah I know <laughs> okay. I, I don't know Like I guess his weirdness attracted me, Right. and so like two or three weeks later, I saw him like in the front row mm-hmm. at RAW, and I tweeted him, and I was like, "Oh no!" And now I know. So who you're
1: pursuing Frank the Clown? And here's, yeah. here's the thing. Oh, here's it's the terrible. Line. You were working that wig. <laughs> That's what she said to him. Yeah. You were You've working be kidding that me. wig.
2: How does this even happen? If
1: you're Frank the Clown, you have to be expecting Ashton Kutcher to come jumping out of a bush or something, <laughs> right? Like, Absolutely. We're working that wig.
2: I mean, for that, I think back now. I'm a married man now, so I'm, you know. But I think back to when I was young. This doesn't happen. Like you, that stuff happens in like movies to like, oh, yeah. the nerdy guy does win. Yeah. It doesn't happen in real life. You don't have a a, a, a hot chick pursuing you while you're wearing clown makeup at a wrestling show.
0: Well, I feel like two and a half years ago, or it was actually like three years ago when we started talking. I oh. I, I wasn't that cute. Like, you don't think so? I was just like starting to mature. Oh, I see. So
1: maybe that was. I see. Oh wow, you were always beautiful, even when you were like eight and in your chubby stage. In my obese stage. So even when she forgot her soccer shin guards, and I was trying to get her to wrap her younger brother's diapers around her legs. (laughs) I was forced to wear diapers and shin (laughs) (laughs) guards. (laughs) Crying. You no, were you're still gorgeous, fine. yeah, Painful yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Even when her smile looked, I guess, for four years in her out.
0: Oh God! Every year, like, <laughs> who
1: were the twins that you had a chance to take? Mary Kate. Oh, Mary Kate and I-
0: Ashley. <laughs> I got a picture with them and with I, the Olsen twins, and I scribbled my face out. No, yeah.
1: her face <laughs> I, was like, that I ugly. know, I, like, give me your most pained look. Like, every every year, I, you know, her her okay. school photo. Did you get made fun of in school?
0: Maybe like a couple Chunky jokes
2: Here and there See this is what's happening Mick Sometimes like Chunky Noel Yeah That we all know and love Yeah This Noel doesn't really realize She's not Chunky Noel anymore She's got a Chunky Noel mentality you think
1: she's settling Yes Chunky Noel
2: Chunky Noel dates Frank the Clown hmm.
0: Well here's the thing I haven't found any other guy I even liked
2: What <laughs>
0: Like I don't, like, really like guys all that much because I feel like it's the same thing. a whole thing. other conversation. Like, like, I've oh, got I've look, a certain like, oh, lady look in mind. Do you?
1: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I can't you. talk about it now, but I'm trying to...
0: Excuse
1: me. Her, trying to get her to switch teams, if you know what I mean. Right. Yeah. yeah. I love uh, that. I yeah. love yeah. Yeah. that. But you're so... Be, like,
0: have a relationship uh, with no, someone, I, yeah. someone. Someone. Not that's, yeah. not not... I love that. That's
1: not revealing. That's big part of the show is my quest. But you're so over... Frank the Clown that you're like yeah, I'm sure there's a no, nice I, lady I, I, that's... That's, no I, I, I do I, I do like Frank
2: my dad
0: and my mom have always wanted me to be gay <laughs> is that right yeah. always yeah.
1: from the beginning Yeah,
0: from the beginning
1: so you didn't mind so much that she was chunky because you were like oh, that can work well so- <laughs> Noelle, when she would have friends over she always liked to lift up uh, girls with dark hair and what? we just. What do you mean, thought, like, pick them like, up? Yeah, uh, she liked to physically lift them in the air. Right. Like, like, even now, when she takes a photo with Frank, it's her physically lifting <laughs> yeah, Frank right. in the air. Because
0: he's my boyfriend. I didn't lift up girls and girls with dark hair.
1: Uh, most <laughs> girls don't lift their boyfriends up in the air. No, he's right know? about that. Yeah. You are taking on the masculine position yeah. in that. You know. And so we just assumed. <laughs> she takes pride in it. That uh, <laughs> we just accepted that Noelle was going to, you know, was. We lesbian fine yeah. with that. yeah we're good So i was like all right i'm like i'm pretty good by standard by guy standards i'm i'm a good guy and i still suck right right so i would have been relieved to have had that you don't have to deal with the guys yeah. you
2: love having female friends yeah i do yeah so you'll get
1: along with any chick that she brings yeah. back to the house yeah i don't like if it wasn't for like my super Heterosexuality and four, count them one, two, three, four kids. I'd almost be like the gay friend, yeah, yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. Right. I mean, I'm not. <laughs> no question about right, that. Right. Right. Like right. four kids to show for. Us, right. right. I mean, you are. Yeah. You are as as strongly yeah. heterosexual as a man could possibly yeah. be. <laughs> yeah. But I'm sensitive. I have like all right. the qualities of a gay friend. Right.
2: So you are quite gay. possibly the greatest man to ever exist. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. Yeah. But I still suck. Right. Yeah, which is why I've right. happy. My dad
0: is my gay best friend.
2: <laughs> <laughs> that's a whole other show that we're working on. That's, I think that's on TLC or something. <laughs> so, So, do you continuously pursue him until it's like, hey, we're dating now? Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's disgusting. But
0: still, like, I feel like if I wasn't dating Frank, I yeah. wouldn't be dating anyone. Really? Like, no one, like, catches my eye. Like, oh, sure, you can be attractive and muscular. That's great for you. But if you don't have a personality, why would I like well, you? You
1: dabbled with little crushes on wrestlers. Can you tell me a wrestler you had a crush on?
0: Uh, like Randy Orton when okay. I was in high school. Sure. Yeah, I bet you did too, right? I still have a crush on Randy Orton. Yeah.
1: Smelled fruity, right? (laughs) Yeah. He did?
0: Wait, hold on. Story time. Tell me. We were backstage probably like five years ago, and Randy Orton drops his shirt. And I'm like, Dad, Randy's dropped his shirt. And he calls back. He's like, Randy, you dropped your shirt. And Randy's like, "Oh, you can have it!" Like pointing to me. <laughs> first thing I do, a, what first thing move. I do is yeah. smell the shirt. Of course yeah. you do. Because that's me. Of course and was you do. It fruity, right? He, and so you Randy got excited Forden by that. Smells fruity. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's you'd think like fruity it would just. delicious. Yeah, I'll bet. So so Randy Orton has to sit there, and Randy Orton is in his own relationship, and not that he was ever going to have a relationship with you, but on some level, Randy Orton, who's like a man amongst men, is like, "Wait, it was either me." Or Frank the Clown?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And and he lost out. He
2: lost out. He lost. And how is it for you, Mick? Like, you know, as much as you love your fans, you love wrestling, like, you don't want me in your house asking you wrestling questions all all day long? long. No. So when when you know probably of Frank the Clown as this super, super fan. Yeah, I've seen him. So when your daughter's like, this is the guy I'm bringing home to the house, what are you thinking?
1: I I hope to. Every night when I would go to sleep I hoped that I would awake to find it was a bad dream. <laughs> <laughs> you hated it. <laughs> and then I found <laughs> I found myself at WrestleMania in front of hundred and one thousand fans. Yeah. You know, Steve Austin. I was broke one of open. them. Yeah, the uh the Stone Cold Beer. Mm-hmm. Uh Shawn Michaels, you know, uh, has been sober for twelve years. Mm-hmm. Not much of a party, <laughs> only one guy <laughs> drinking the beer. So I took like two sips, handed the rest to Big E. Yeah, you know, and then I had a couple sips, and I'm like, I- I'm gonna hand this to somebody, and I see Frank. You didn't, and I, as I'm handing the beer to Frank, I'm like, he's going to interpret this as a bonding moment.
0: <laughs> <laughs>
1: ah, and he did right. I'm sure he must have. Oh, yeah. So- <laughs> so
0: you didn't mean it at all I ah, don't know oh, You don't want to have meant it Of course it. he hands the beer to a guy that doesn't drink doesn't at all, drink it all. edge uh, Yeah, yeah but
2: it still, still that, he yeah. probably poured the beer out And he kept the he can kept it. He I'll did. bet he did because and it's on two levels And this is what you have to deal with Mick yeah. It's on two levels It's like my, uh, my, my girlfriend's father Who I've been fighting for her acceptance for so yeah. long Finally accepts me this is that moment But then the other side is Dude, love just gave me a beer. Right. And, like, you don't. That's
1: the side that you don't need around you all the time, right? But here's the thing. Yeah. He pitched a two hitter as a high school baseball player. Wow. And didn't cool. let that out until three years into the relationship. Most yeah, I guys didn't even know that. would yeah. let the father know that on a first date within five minutes because they not want to brag.
2: Right. And now, he didn't
1: even let it out. His father let it out.
2: Did you. Noel talked to him about not being a wrestling fanboy around your dad, or did he have that instinct, oh, to, or he, did he do he it? He
0: knew right away to like just be chill, never ask wrestling questions, and he really Smart. never has, yeah. which is Smart. good because most people think, Oh, he's a super fan. I bet like all he does is ask wrestling questions. Do you have the
2: barbed wire bat in the house? <laughs> <laughs> so, Frank the Clown and you guys are all going to be part. I feel like you have become as close to. The Kardashian family is the WWE <laughs> has, right? This is the the, the Foley family. Foley
0: we'll <laughs> family. <Probably never. laughs>
2: you don't think so? Is no. gonna be part of a reality show. Right. Frank the Clown's obviously on it. That's why and the, the your your brothers yes. are a part of it. And my mother. And your mother. mother my mother. My the my wife. My wife. Your wife. <laughs> oh, uh, is the stuffed dog
1: on it?
0: A little bit. Not so much the stuffed dog, but the real. The dog. real stuff.
1: The dog is freeze dried. Okay. Freeze. That's different. right. Yeah. Freeze dried. Yes. All her organs, uh, <laughs>
0: which is really freaky because I never pet her. Like, Noel
1: freaked out ugh. when uh, uh, Juju was freeze dried. Mm-hmm. Uh, the difference being, if a dog is stuffed, it's just the skin of the dog stretched around, uh, uh, you know, a surface. Uh, freeze drying is an eight month process, <laughs> and you get everything back except the eyes and the the organs. Everything else is is one hundred percent intact. Intact.
0: You, you just stare at her, and you're just like waiting for her to like pounce or move yeah. and wink so or when, something.
1: Yeah. So when when Juju came out of the box, it really it, Noelle was really freaked out. Like she was like almost crying. She's like, "I love Juju, but I'm not coming in your room." <laughs> And so I uh, I occasionally will take Juju out.
0: <laughs> and put Juju on his lap yeah. and oh, no. pet her like really? she's a yeah. real living dog. Yeah. Now, do you
1: do this out of memory of the dog or just because it's funny? Uh, because I like to envision the, – remember the days when I had a dog who didn't bark incessantly and – Hump my forearm. <laughs> right? And yeah, yeah.
0: Randall loves hey, like,
1: uh, my dad's cheese. You watch some of this? You, you watch some <laughs> of, of that? Like dad's Oh, look at <laughs> that. Well, okay, yeah. yeah. No
2: some. wonder Vince loves this dog <laughs> so much. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I was uh, motivated by you because we have a Labradoodle, which is a giant, you know, 50 pound, 60 pound <laughs> you dog. Have a Labradoodle? A Labradoodle. It's a big dog. Yeah. And I told my wife, I was like, "We're freeze drying uh, Lila. As soon as she's dead, there freeze drying. We oh, have yeah, this God, giant our Lila. Dog yeah,
0: was named Delilah. Yeah, we I named her Lila. We what? named
2: her. Yeah, that's right, Lila Garrity. Did from we just
1: become best friends. <laughs> what? <Holy shit.
0: laughs> um,
2: so, are you? What was the process like for you? Kind of first, you had to let a wrestling fan in your house with Frank the Clown,
1: and that ended up okay. Then, or okay. He, it was a little tense because I have the year-round Christmas room, right? Yes. And uh, and Noel, uh, the Christmas room was originally for dad, right? Sure. Dad's place. Noel loves Christmas It's close room. to a man cave. Yeah, as man, as it's Foley's my man cave. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't need to be the alpha male guy because I have footage of me being thrown off a giant steel structure. Okay, right. I don't, I, 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 I'm cool You're with the good. Christmas room. Yeah. And Noel gravitates towards the Christmas room. She'll even put on a special sweatshirt, which is great. But then, when Frank comes over, they take over the Christmas room. What? And I just like, what I had a problem with is like, now they're snuggling on the couch in the Christmas room.
0: Well, there's a backstory. One, at the time you weren't home. And two, that's even
1: worse. You're necking on his Christmas
2: couch. Oh. All the
0: other TVs and couches were taken.
1: You know, there's a green room. Yeah, it's tea. Uh, no, it wasn't. It just smells like urine because that's <laughs> where of the it, dog <laughs> the <gym. That's>, Yeah. <laughs> and it's like the biggest room in the house, but that's also where <laughs> Randall sleeps and it smells like pee. And so no one goes in there. And I'm like, oh, that room is wide open. It really smells like pee. I'm like, that's why I'm not going in there. Yeah. I have a Christmas room. It's got photos. There's no wrestling photos of me anywhere in the house, right? Right. No. Nowhere. Right. Right? There are photos of me as the man in red, right? Like, I like to be Santa. comforted. Yeah. Like to be comforted because up until I dropped like 68 big ones, right? Like recently. Right. You know, you look I, great by that. I you yeah. was waiting for you to say that. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I had trouble getting up and down stairs, right? A lot yeah, of now pain. he
0: can run upstairs. Yeah, really? Yeah, yeah, the most yeah, incredible yeah. thing
1: ever. Yeah, yeah. It's been a startling metamorphosis. That's amazing. To, uh, Is that DDP. a lot of DDP yoga? Yeah, yeah, quite a bit of DDP yoga and uh, pushing away the things in life that. Used to bring me joy. Yeah, yeah. yeah
2: you have to eat well. He's super yeah.
0: good with eating. Good, he eats uh, salads. I uh, asked him if not, he wants ice cream, and he's uh, like, "No, I'm yeah, okay." I'm, I'm like, okay. "Who what? are you?"
1: Yeah, who is this man who's invited here? That's not hardcore. No, nah, hard. it's not. It's <laughs> not hardcore but, uh, vegetarian. Yeah. yeah, but look, I had. Can you imagine me trying to stumble down that stage at Mania in front of you know, yeah, one thousand fans at three thirty eight? You couldn't have done yeah, it. couldn't have done And you would have it. had to
2: turn down being in front of a hundred thousand people yeah. because you knew
1: it would have been embarrassing. Yeah, and so. that would have, that would have been crushing.
2: Yeah, yeah but instead, yeah. you have to put the gear back on one more time yeah. and like more time. Yeah. have that and moment. You
0: were walking fast, you were keeping up with Stone barely. Breaking. Man, I was like talking <laughs> to my
1: legs. Literally, going, come on, don't fail me now, don't fail me now. And, uh, yeah. Just this one walk. All wanna... I need is one walk. And
0: then yeah. you start twerking in the ring. How did that feel?
1: What was
2: it like to twerk in front of 100,000 people? Yeah, yeah, with
1: Biggie, the king of male twerking. <laughs> I don't know. It was, it was, you know. it was just so phenomenal to be out there. I never thought. I'd, I'd never seen 101,000 people in my active career. Mm-hmm. I never thought I'd see it again. And so uh, clandestinely, secretly. Yeah, yeah. I didn't uh, even
0: know about it. I knew he was doing something, which I thought was like a backstage thing. Sure. And then I went
3: to visit this girl. So I was told her specifically, to. "Hey,
1: after the New Day match, just stay tuned. because I'm doing like a ba- something backstage." And they went to visit uh, a young lady in a wheelchair. Okay. Because
0: I didn't, I didn't remember anything he said about like. <laughs> Stay there. So I they were on there. their
1: way up to the wheelchair section when all of a sudden, boom! Here comes the music. So they weren't even like sitting so, down. I heard
0: his song come on. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and I was so excited. That's
1: amazing. Yeah, it's, and uh, it's pretty cool. It was yeah, it was pretty magical. Yeah, it it was, had to uh, be. honestly, a lot of my career, <laughs> you know, especially the early years, formative years, consisted of putting in a lot of work without mm. getting a lot in return. And then here I was, you know getting a lot in return for very little work you finally got to
2: reap the benefit yeah. of all this
1: yeah sort of, yeah and, and so i almost
0: started crying i was so happy uh,
1: did you <laughs> it's really good to hear yeah. it's oh, very nice really it was pretty sweet and then when steve's music hit you know i just knew every eyeball and the place can be drawn there and so no one knows we look at me look going to be looking at me i just looked around that uh, vast stadium and i just took it all in i was like Holy! And in yeah. my head, I was cursing. Right, I wouldn't Good. do it here. It was it was fun, it was really phenomenal. It really was. And I mean, and it was. it's even better that you got in shape because
2: Sean Michaels is in ridiculous shape. Was, Steve yeah. always looks like Steve. Yeah. So the fact that you came out and looked like okay. old Mick yeah, you, know, yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Like yeah. like that was very so. But but what I was getting at was now you've got cameras in your house. Right. You've got you're, you're a reality show guy now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, how is that?
1: Yeah, we we like it. Do you? you, know? you? Yeah, yeah. I, yeah
2: uh, I don't mind it.
0: Yeah. It's, like sometimes it gets a little much when there's like 20 people in the house. But I like to be doing stuff instead of just, oh, let me sit on my couch and have nothing happening in my life. Right,
1: right, right. We like it. I think we'll miss it when it's gone. I, I didn't think that the show was actually happening, so I kept all my uh, weekend bookings. <laughs> and so uh, then all of a sudden one day, you know, knock on the door, here comes the crew, and I'm like – I guess I don't have a day off for the next fifty-seven days. Yeah, wow. so I was going to British Columbia one weekend, Montana the next. So I was, I was pretty tired. It Was like, you know, yeah, it was, yeah, it was pretty surreal. Yeah, but, uh, we've really enjoyed, we've really enjoyed it, you know, and we think it's going to be a, a very, we think our our WWE fans are going to enjoy it, but we think you know that people who will gravitate and find the WWE network and check it out will be like, ah, this is a good show. And they're really yeah. promoting it well yeah, I cannot claim that this is one of those things that uh, you know, has been underpromoted. They're doing they're doing a great job. <laughs> Speaking of yeah. underpromoted, we talked about this
2: a little bit over text. but uh, how did you end up as the guy to interview Shane McMahon? cause Shane McMahon comes back to w w e yeah. one interview. And, they, and I told you, I felt this before you even did the interview. He's doing one interview, and they're going, it's a tell-all interview. All your questions answered.
1: Your host is Mick Foley. And I'm like, they're just putting everything on top of Mick. <laughs> well, first of all, thank you for your your messages to me afterwards. There's a guy who's interviewed very notable people. I appreciate that. That was a lot of pressure on me. Uh, answer is uh, Steve uh, Austin had just had sol- shoulder surgery mm-hmm. and when I asked him how, he, if he was okay with it, he said, yeah, you know, hell yeah, yeah, the last thing I want to do is be walking through an airport, shoulder <laughs> surgery, go out there, have a hell of a show. Uh, that sound more like John Wayne or Steve Austin. Than I there. feel like I, they, they, <laughs> they blend together anyway. And I think, you know, Jericho was, you know, actively, actively on the roster. Right. And I just, I think, uh. Uh, Mr. McMahon, Kevin Dunn thought, you know, I had a, some background as a journalist, you know, and I was writing my books and thought that I would, you know, had the respect of the, the boys mm-hmm. and the respect to Shane. And we had the cell the in common. And, that, right. uh, you know, if, if Vince gets an idea in his head and has a gut feeling that I'd be a good, a good guy to conduct the interview, he just uh, sticks with it. And mm-hmm. I think uh, the reservations he had about, may have had, may have had, never proven, my theory about me, you know, not being utilized because I looked awful on camera. <laughs> That's nonsense. I, 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 you, know, I, I, you know, I think he was a little more comfortable. Not that the beard looks great on camera, but... Uh, uh, the
2: beard, I feel, I like the beard. Uh, the beard. I think the
1: beard is more Mick Foley, you know Thank what I mean? Thanks, Sam. Uh, I thought it went, I thought it went, I thought I was very happy with it. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I, I have not gone back and seen it. Fortunately, I have my son Huey to bring me right back down there. Go, dad, Dad, uh, read right the internet where you just talked all over Shane and let him answer. And I was like, "That's not." Usually, I'm like, "Well, buddy, people are allowed their own opinion." In that case, well, that's not true. No, I've 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 heard people like I watch Hardball with Chris Matthews. Right. I know what it looks like when you don't. Hey, can I tell you the truth? I would tell you
2: I'm biased, and yeah. I wouldn't even bring it up if I thought it was true. I went in thinking that you were going to do that. Yeah, and I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think you did that at all. I appreciate it, but obviously Huey read on the internet that you did, so <laughs> Huey, that, <laughs> that
0: <laughs> Huey buries my dad like crazy. He, he does buries the entire family. <laughs> he does like me like crazy. I'm like, excuse me, I'm a wonderful sister, but he makes me sound awful. Right. So don't listen to anything Huey has to say. <laughs>
1: Ever. <laughs> I, I don't know what. What website she is on? Like, yeah. Have me as the most hated man in wrestling, but I'm like, I'm like, this is not fair. Like, there was no place that I could go to find out bad stuff about my dad. Like, uh-huh. Right, uh, Jack Foley, athleticdirector.com. Like, right, leave a bad comment about Jack Foley. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, that's not true. Dad, why does everyone hate you? Like, they don't hate me. I'd say, by and large, I, I am well liked in the internet community. Yeah, I would would say so. No, not where I read. Stop (laughs) reading that stuff, please. He's like, no, I I like it. Don't (laughs) tell me. They're
0: obsessed with reading all comments especially negative ones like noelle did you see what this person had to say about you i'm like yeah i saw it and i don't care yeah i'm trying to avoid it as yeah. a matter of
2: fact i would appreciate my family as what my dad does for some reason my dad does the same thing my dad will do searches on twitter just oh, at not sam just search it and he'll go i read the funniest thing about you did you see where they re-? And i don't like, it's not funny dad it's it it hurtful yeah and i don't want to okay, live dad? in that <laughs> But and you get a lot of bad stuff. Right? I do, like, but that's you, know, you do? I do. Like what? I do. Like, well, what are
0: the average comments? Like bad comments? Well, the
2: about? new ones are he has not aged well. <laughs> Cuz everybody's everybody's seen me since, you know, since you met me yeah, when I'm yeah. in my early 20s. I'm 32 now. Okay. And they're like, "No, he has not aged well." And I'm like, "You know what? If a bunch of guys who listen to the radio don't find me attractive, I think I can maintain my day. I think
1: Right now, if yeah. you put your hands in your pockets, it broke into bridge over trouble water.
2: <laughs> yeah, you see,
1: you see that? You see that? Say yeah. Oh, silver girl. <laughs> Garfunkel's the only guy I know who sings with his hands in his <laughs> so, <laughs> Hands in pockets. The whole you know? time. <laughs> I always thought, you know, that's because when he needs it, the high notes, he's right there. You right. Know, just, Right, A squeeze.
2: <laughs>
1: That's the secret. Holes in his pockets.
2: Well, guys, on that note, I appreciate you both uh, stopping by. Yeah. I'm very anxious to see uh, how Holy Foley comes out. And I would imagine expectations are high because they're premiering this thing on the 21st of August, which is right after SummerSlam.
1: No pressure whatsoever.
2: The biggest no, show no, of the I summer. No
1: pressure. And I know and uh, to make things... Uh, even happier is that uh, our, our our buddy Huey will be there. On the <laughs> Twitter video, Dad, Dad, look what they said about you. <laughs>
2: yeah. But what if what is Huey going to do if Huey's on the show, which he is? Yeah, is. what if he reads a negative comment about him? Well, you know they're Make okay you, with it.
0: We get so many names They have a YouTube comments. channel where and they oh. get crap. They like they're it. Like, well, someone told me to kill myself. Yeah. <laughs> like, don't listen to Unfortunately, that. they're
1: so used to it. I mean, they shouldn't be. But it's just the it. world we're, that we're, they... are we're okay with it. We're, we get it all the time. And I don't... When I was um, Santa's ambassador, you know, on the on, uh, Christmas show, uh, December Raw, I wanted to sit back and really enjoy that moment with the family. And I made a mistake going on Twitter. Uh and I'd been critical recently of Raw you know and there were a bunch of people you know bringing it up they thought it was hypocritical for me to appear forgetting that I I only wrote the pieces I love the show and the company and wanted to see it do well do well yeah and I was like I I will not give people the power to take away something that's uh, you know that uh, an important moment like that for me so um yeah, Huey will be really helpful in pointing out all the flaws. Uh, all the flaws. <laughs> well, all actually, the bad comments.
2: On that note I've wondered is it was it difficult for you to get back into the kind of WWE fold, the WWE family when you had been on your Facebook being very critical?
1: Well of a I was lot only very critical. Did? I I was only occasionally critical, you right. know. I mean I, I was usually very complimentary about different performers and mm-hmm. different aspects. And there were only a couple times where I, I, I thought it was necessary you know I would, I would sit back and I, I wouldn't just people would call them uh, tirades or whatever they weren't tirades you know I'd wait and I would, they were well worded and you know Steve Austin and I talked about it on the, the podcast and he would say you know you're doing it because you you, you are concerned and because you love the company the thing you right. do would be sit back and say nothing you right. know and uh, uh yeah I mean there was another time when I showed up on, on Raw in October 2014 I had a really good segment with Dean Ambrose and uh Was that the sell segment? Yeah, 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 and it was thought that I'd heat with the company then. And uh, and during a meeting, um, the writing team was wondering what they might be able to do to make that segment special. And Mr. McMahon said, how about bringing Mick Foley in? And they said... I thought he had heat with the company. Vince says, I don't give a damn if he has heat with the company. <laughs> <laughs> Can he make the second better? <laughs> give him a call. And, and so uh, he—that's great. <laughs> it's just, yeah, he is. He's is the best, you know. Right. Like he, and he, deep down, he respects uh, you know the, the, my opinion. He says he doesn't always agree with it. He respects that I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I have one, and and that, that I, you're still I, passionate about yeah, the Yeah, I'm still passionate about it. Yeah and um and then once i you know once i've been back a couple of days it just it just feels like home to me you mm-hmm. know and and uh and the talent that's there they know that i i care and that i watch it you know and uh i love when the the, the men or the women ask me to watch their matches you know i was just at an independent show a couple of days ago and and Noel got the nicest message saying that you know i could have been done at nine o'clock you know I was, I was done with my scheduled thing at nine o'clock and i Stayed and I watched the whole show and then I stayed and I talked with uh, the guys in the car until one in the morning. And uh, and I remember sitting with Terry Funk and watching this unbelievable six man. And I was like, Terry, we need to go tell those guys how much we liked it. And it was just a long flight of stairs. And neither Terry or I do very well with stairs. so we go stumbling, <laughs> pulling ourselves up, and walk up in the room. And the guys, you know, they were really overjoyed with their match. And I said, uh, you see those stairs, guys? And they said, yeah. I said, do you know how hard it is for Terry and I to walk up the stairs? And they said, yeah. I said, do you know why we walked up those stairs? I, said, I don't know. Walked up those stairs, tell you you had a hell of a match, you know. Like it's amazing. So uh, people know that I've got a passion for it, yeah. you know. And then if I'm sometimes critical, it's be- it's uh, because I want to see what's be- you know what's best for the company.
2: And what people don't realize is that one of the reasons you stayed until one o'clock in the morning is so you don't have to go home and deal with that dog. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, thank you both for being here. Thanks, Thanks Sammy. I'm us. sure everybody's going to check out Holy Foley, and you can follow. You can leave very positive comments, <laughs>
0: positive only, on
2: Twitter at Real McFoley. Yeah. And at Noel Foley, correct? N O E L L E. yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Right, yeah. right, right. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Here is Sam Roberts. Huge thanks to Mick and Noel for uh, being up here and being on the show. I can't wait to see Holy Foley when it comes to the WWE Network. And, and uh, uh, Mick is a legend. Yeah, I'm anxious to see if Noel actually... Takes wrestling seriously and becomes a wrestler. You know, she's uh, got a lot of personality, obviously, and is just drop-dead gorgeous. So she's got a lot of options. We'll see what she takes. I'll tell you, speaking of gorgeous, Mick Foley walked in here with a gorgeous beard. I don't know when's the last time you trimmed that thing. Probably the reason he has a beard that big is because, you know, he said in the interview he doesn't necessarily love to open his wallet, and it's impossible to get a good shave without spending a ton of money. Until now. That's right. Wait till you hear this. Now, you don't have to make the compromise. A lot of people either pay too much to get a good shave or pay a little bit but then have a terrible shave. Harry's has changed that. Harry's allows you to have a great shave at a great price. That's right. They figured out the business model. They have one razor. That is a ger- it's German crafted blades, flex hinge, lubricating strip, the whole deal. It, 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 it's not complicated. You go on, you get the Harry's razor, you get the shaving cream, you get everything. And it's perfect. They have figured out how to deliver the best possible product to you at the best possible price by owning their own factories, by doing their own distribution, and by skipping the brick and mortar middleman. That's right. You just go straight to harrys.com. And you can get this stuff yourself. Uh, wait till you hear this. Uh, we have a Harry's Starter Set, which I've used. It's called the Truman, and it's a great option for new customers. The deal is amazing, but it's a great option to get familiar with what Harry's has to offer. It's only 15 bucks, and you get the razor handle, moisturizing shave cream, and three of Harry's five-blade German-engineered razors. Plus, there's a special offer for fans of this show. You get $5 off your first purchase with promo code ROBERTS. So go to harrys.com right now and look for the Truman set. $5 off this Truman set, okay? This is going to give you everything you need to know. You're going to see that the reason Harry's offers uh, one blade, like that, like that there's not there's not a whole bunch of different options, is because they've perfected it. It's a five-blade German-engineered razor. I mean, one razor. They The one razor. It's five blades on the one razor. It's a great razor, too. You should see my face. Smooth as a baby's butt. I saw Noelle Foley looking at me. You think she would have looked at me before with all the ugly stubble on my face? No. But Noelle, and I'm sorry, Frank the Clown, if you're listening, but Noelle was giving me the eyes, you know the eyes, throughout the entire interview. Why? Because I was able to get my hands on a Truman set from harrys.com. And now it's $5 off for you. 15 bucks is already a steal. You get to take $5 off of that with promo code ROBERTS. Go to harrys.com right now. Look for the Truman set. That's H-A-R-R-Y-S.com. Enter code ROBERTS at checkout to get $5 off, and it helps support the show immensely. Stop compromising. Give Harry's a try today. Go to harrys.com and enter that promo code ROBERTS. You won't regret it. I don't regret it. Talking to Mick and Noel Foley. It was an absolute honor. And I love those people. Now, let's get in to what's going on in the world of pro wrestling today. We'll do it in the state of wrestling. Uh, And I, Katie and I have a lot to talk about. Katie Linendoll is going to be joining me. Uh, And at the time that we recorded State of Wrestling this week, the news about Roman Reigns' suspension had literally just dropped. Do you say dropped about news? I guess so. We had just found out that Roman Reigns was suspended for 30 days. Uh, A lot to theorize about, a lot to speculate. I'm going to let a couple days go. I'm sure this will be the topic of my YouTube show uh, this week as well. You get to everything at Uh, NotSam.com. I would imagine that this is what we'll talk about on the YouTube show, though, because this is as big a news, maybe bigger news, than when Seth Rollins got injured. Now, Seth Rollins' injury news was huge because it was the world champion, it was Seth Rollins, and he was going to be out for whatever it was, seven months. This news is huge, not because of the amount of time. He's going to be back in 30 days, which will actually be in time for Battleground, but because it is a wellness policy violation, and the person that received the violation was the person that theoretically was getting groomed to be the face of the company. The face of the company cannot get wellness policy violations. It can't happen. I got into it with Katie Linendoll. We'll get into it here on the State of Wrestling this week. Let's take it away.
1: It's now time for this week's
2: State of Wrestling. Welcome to the State of Wrestling. And Katie Linendoll, of course, is here. Uh This is... Very, I guess an important state of wrestling. It's a late-breaking state of wrestling, that's for sure. Uh, we found out just before we were taping this, and we're putting some of this on Facebook Live, so if you want to see what it looks like to tape this, even though it have, we taped it yesterday, you can. The, the video will still be up at Facebook slash NotSam. But the reason we put it on Facebook Live is because the news is very late-breaking and huge. Roman Reigns has been suspended for 30 days due to a wellness policy violation of all things. This is probably... Roman Reigns is the last person that I would have expected to get a wellness policy violation, and wellness would be the last reason I would su- suspect Roman to lose any time. Uh, a couple of things, and I want to talk about like the short-term and the long-term of it, but a couple of things... Number one, it's not a work. Like, it's not. Some people are like, oh, it's set up, you know, so Roman can come back as a heel and blah, blah, blah. And Not while, even
3: Sam Roberts would suggest a work of that nature.
2: Right. While that might happen, he may come back. He will come back differently, and I'll talk about that. But the fact is WWE is a publicly traded company uh, that wants, badly, wants to be family entertainment. They take wellness, their wellness policy more seriously than almost anything in the company. So they, would, they are not ever going to make the wellness policy or a wellness policy violation part of a storyline. It would discredit other people who get legitimate wellness policy violations. You know, when John Cena goes on CNN or whatever and they say, do you take steroids? And he says, no, The wellness, the wellness policy is very, very serious and stringent in WWE. The last thing that they want is for people to turn around and go, well, I mean, is it serious or is it a storyline thing? Because then nothing gets taken seriously anymore. The whole reason it was uh, put together was to take it seriously. So it's not It's not a, a work for sure. The question is, did they know on Sunday? That's And it, it could go either way for me. I don't think so. I think if they knew on Sunday... They probably would have adjusted how they did things on Raw on Monday.
3: But did they know on Monday? It's only another day.
2: Yeah, no, I don't think they did. I think...
3: Because now you've almost... You're talking about discrediting the wellness policy. It should be like, boom, you're out. If you really want to make a statement. I, I No, do, no. I, I, do I mean, that's not a, how the
2: wellness policy works. Well, Everybody it, gets three strikes, you're out.
3: No, but uh, understood. But we're saying if you're going to publicly let everyone know that the wellness policy has been broken, I, that, that's a... Gold move. It's huge. I, I I respect that they do that.
2: And I mean to take to take their Golden Boy mid championship storyline, mid main event storyline, and just remove him for thirty days. That's like, yeah, we're taking the wellness policy as seriously. But how, we're how could anything. you
3: disagree with me in the fact that if 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 he's violated the policy, he's violated it, and you discover that you just he's out right then. You don't wait a few days to do oh, it. Oh oh, I you, thought you
2: meant he's out for good. No was, no no no. Oh no. oh, I thought you meant you punch now him are we more on the severely. Same page? Yeah. Yeah, I'm, well, no.
3: You you don't. If you find out somebody breaks the law, you don't arrest them three days later because he has a concert to go to. No, but
2: he was the champion. Sam. And you're you're you're. You have to figure out a balance between delivering on what you promised you would deliver. Like it isn't this is this wellness policy is by WWE's WWE's own standards. So it's not like like if they. If it were a Jerry Lawler situation and Roman Reigns were in a domestic violence dispute, then he would be suspended on the spot. I think there is a chance that they knew on Sunday about this violation, which, by the way, would explain why Dean didn't come in when he cashed in the Money in the Bank. It was very important. When he cashed in the Money in the Bank briefcase, he cashed it in on Seth. Seth beat Roman Reigns. Like, Roman Reigns lost. On Sunday, There was no, like... I mean, the referee was knocked out for a portion, but there was no question as to whether or not Roman Reigns lost. He definitely lost on Sunday. If the money in the bank hadn't been at play, Roman still would have lost. So he was not booked in that match to look like a guy who should be the champion. There was no question. You could question Rollins or Ambrose, but there was no question after Sunday... Should Roman Reigns be the champion? No, he definitely lost, which would lead me to believe that would be the one caveat that would lead me to believe that that was happening. But at the same time, I have trouble believing that they would promote a Shield triple threat match knowing that they're going to pull Roman off TV for the entire promotion. Because here's how it works out in terms of the calendar. Roman Reigns is gone. He will be back on July 21st. Battleground is on July 24th. He will be back in time for Battleground. One would assume that they're going to go forward with that triple threat match. I think that there's a reason why the Shield triple threat match is happening at Battleground and not SummerSlam. You know, I think that there's something in, because to me, it's a no-brainer that they would, have him, they would have that triple threat match happen at SummerSlam. So the fact that they're having it at Battleground means that for some storytelling device, that match needs to happen now as opposed to at SummerSlam. Maybe they're trying to book a, a match between Brock Lesnar and either Dean Ambrose or Seth Rollins at SummerSlam, depending on who the champion is. I'm going to bet it won't be Roman Reigns, and I'll talk more about that. But I would imagine that that triple threat match will happen at Battleground. The other question, based on the calendar, is we found out that the draft is happening July 19th. Roman Reigns is back July 21st. So that's not to say he won't be on the draft show. The live SmackDown, they're going to do the draft on the July 19th, the first live SmackDown. That doesn't mean that he won't be drafted. It just means he won't be on the show. He could, you know, I'm assuming that his name will not simply be erased. I don't think that they'll be able to say, okay, well, we're just not going to talk about Roman Reigns for 30 days, and then he's just going to be in the main event of Battleground. It has to be acknowledged.
3: I I hate to make this point right now because I don't want to get off tangent, but Mm -hmm. you're speaking of some very short-term immediate things that they have to figure out. Yes. But I think the, the, the bigger thing at play here is, Here's a guy that they just tried to shove down everybody's throat. Not a good guy. Not a bad guy.
2: But a guy. The guy. He was the guy. He's the guy who got suspended today.
3: Believe that. <laughs> but after all that push and all that hype to try to really position him as this, this next John Cena. That's, it's, you know, the, the, good, the face of, a, one of the faces of the company. That's out the window.
2: Yeah, no, it is out the window. All
3: that is, is to me, that's done.
2: It's done. Like, where
3: do they even go from there?
2: Well, there's a big difference between... Roman Reigns is still going to be a main event guy. That part isn't done. But there's a big difference between being a main event guy and being the next John Cena. John Cena is John Cena because he can carry the company on his back for years, 10 years as it was. You know, we got a lot of insight into Vince McMahon's brain, I thought, way more than I expected with the Freddie Prince Jr. interview that we aired last week on the podcast. And at the same time, you know, if you think about the thinking that is going on in Vince McMahon's brain, when Freddie says that he uh, uh, puts the title on big guys and pushes big guys, because he has confidence that their bodies will maintain the rigorous schedule that a champion's body has to maintain uh, better than a smaller guy. That's part of it. He's worried about injury. And we see that. Guys who are uh, quote-unquote injury prone, those pushes end up stopping. But that's mainly because they can't be trusted to carry the company long-term. And that's what they're looking at. Okay, well, we don't necessarily need another—they've got enough shots in the arm, right? They've got enough short-term pops, they need guys that are going to be able to carry the flag long-term. And, you know, Roman Reigns now... John Cena's a guy that you don't have to worry about having a wellness policy violation ever. You never have to worry about him screwing up in an interview. You don't have to worry about any of that stuff. You you can't. He may get injured, but you don't have to worry about it because you know he's going to be back quick and he's going to be back stronger than ever. You don't have to worry about John Cena prioritizing anything over WWE. And that's what they want as a guy who's carrying the company. We know Roman Reigns is prone to not coming off well in interviews. We know that from this podcast. You know, I mean, he, the interview he did on on here uh, right after the Royal Rumble that he won was everywhere because he sounded like such a, a, a bad guy. Um, and now we know this one instance, and we don't know what it is. So the wellness policy, it could be a lot of things. It's basically uh, any... Medication that is either illegal or you don't have a prescription for or your prescription is over 60 days old. Even if you have a prescription for a drug, if that prescription was given to you 60 days ago or longer, that's a violation and that's a 30-day suspension immediately.
3: Reading that policy, because you actually printed it out,
2: mm-hmm.
3: That that covers marijuana.
2: Everything. Everything, weed, Uh, I mean, uh, there's even muscle relaxers, like Somas and uh, Milltown and and things like that that are muscle relaxers, even if you have a prescription for them. Prescriptions for the use of the muscle relaxers known under the generic names Carisoprodol, that was good, and or Meprobumate, that was very good too, Uh, Regardless of the prescription date and or prescriptions for the use of this synthetic drug uh, or uh, such as and then it goes into synthetic like synthetic marijuana because some wrestlers started doing that uh, or whatever. uh, That is also a violation. So even if you have a prescription for SOMAs, done.
3: It's hard to speculate, obviously, what fell under that this wellness policy violation. We can't. No. I mean, do you think they'll release anything?
2: No, they generally don't. They usually don't say. I mean, what he it came was.
3: right out though on Twitter and said
2: he apologized. Unlike uh, no well, cause, excuses, because guess what, Adam Rose didn't, and and that I mean Roman Reigns has to know that in the position that he's in, there's nothing you can do but apologize and move on. And and he's got to he's got to apologize, and then he's got to sit home for thirty days, and he's got to hope that it turns out okay. He's in. It depends on how you look at it. Because he will come back in a main event spot. The same way Randy Orton has come back in main event spots. But Randy Orton has never been trusted as the guy to, you know, do the breast cancer promotional stuff. Mm -hmm. And go on the Today Show. And do that really mainstream stuff that WWE craves. You know, Randy Orton, yes, he'll be on the Souvenir Cup. But he's not going to be the centerpiece of the Souvenir Cup. You know what I mean? That's, That's Ben John Cena and... I think that WWE wanted Roman Reigns to be that centerpiece and I don't I think that it's going to be a long time before they fully trust him again which may not be the worst thing in the world by the way and it may not be such a bad thing uh for anybody involved it may not be such a bad thing for Roman Reigns at the end of this he's not going to have a triumphant return like Roman's not going to be able to have what Seth Rollins had. We don't get to do a documentary. We don't get to do videos saying Roman's coming back. Roman was doing drugs, but he's on his way back. He got suspended for doing pills, but he's coming back soon whatever it was. I don't know if it was pills. But we there is no heroic return for Roman Reigns.
3: Did you not know think he would be the last person
2: Oh, the last, of course, because he got handed everything. But
3: It's never enough. This falls under my category of it is never enough. Well. No, this is disappointing.
2: I mean, it is, yeah, but at the same time, I haven't been in that locker room under those circumstances. There's a lot of pressure that goes with it. And Roman is over here trying to make sure he's doing what the bosses want. And over there having everybody in the audience boo him. And and I know that through half the thing, his head's all messed up. So I don't know. I don't know what he was doing. And the fact that, you know, Vince likes to push guys that aren't going to get injured can lead to people doing things that are substances so that they don't get injured as much. Yeah,
3: but you know you're going to get tested. No, you're right. I mean, this isn't a surprise.
2: No, that's true. That's true. And you
3: could get tested at any time. It's
2: random testing. It says in the thing. They do yearly blood tests just to check on everything, but then everybody's also accountable for random drug testing, Uh, which is true, and it sucks, but this interesting thing happened on Monday before we knew about any of this. On Monday night, Roman yelled at the fans that were booing him. He didn't do a John Cena where he said freedom of expression, He didn't do a a sort of let me just embrace the kids that are cheering me. He said, everybody that's booing me right now needs to take another sip of your beer and relax, which is big. That is not that sort of kid-friendly babyface move. That's an acknowledgement of all these boos, which has not happened before. That's that's that slow uh, progression that goes right along with not coming out from the crowd, not slapping people there. Now you're actually yelling at the fans that are booing you. That's a big step. I was going to w- ask you
3: about this, though, because yeah. here is my issue with the crowd that night. Great crowd on fire. That's beside the point. You can't wrestle. Come on, people. He can obviously wrestle. And it just got louder and more annoying.
2: Yeah, yeah. I,
3: yeah. I'm, not, I'm not with you guys on that one.
2: Right. Um, and I'm with you. Yeah, it was. But, I mean, you know, I don't know. I always like when chance I don't I mean I okay I'm, I'm I think it's incorrect I think it's not accurate certainly you're 100% it's a right select about sample. that <laughs> yeah but I mean you look at the man Roman did not have a bad match with Seth Rollins he had a great couple of matches with AJ Styles he has a great and look are the other guys in the ma- is a is Seth Rollins is an AJ Styles is a John Cena is a Daniel Bryan are they the ones doing the majority of the work in those matches yes but not everybody can be in that Roman Reigns spot Roman Reigns is absolutely at least holding his own if not more and And he's good, Roman reigns is good under the right circumstances, and this could be the right circumstances. Nope now, Roman reigns has become the a rod of w w e big contract handed everything. he doesn't deliver when he needs to deliver A rod's great, come October somehow he forgets how to play baseball. Doesn't deliver. The fans start booing him. The Yankees have too much invested in him to not make him part of the starting lineup. Then we find out he's using performance-enhancing drugs. That's A-Rod in a nutshell. But the Yankees aren't trying to promote A-Rod as the babyface of the team, you know? <laughs> A-Rod is not Mr. October. In fact, he's terrible in October. But that is kind of something that I think Roman Reigns needs to embrace, When Roman Reigns uh, returns from this in 30 days, we need to see more of the Roman that we saw on Raw yelling at the fans that are booing him. Because guess what? They're going to boo him harder now. There's more reason to boo him. Not only... You're going to boo him. Because of what you just said. Not only does he get handed everything, he gets put in the right spot. This is, by the way, the way we're perceiving the character. The way the audience perceives the character. Not only... Are we watching a guy who was handed everything, who gets, uh, you know, the t- title shot after title shot, who gets, you know, main event, everything, who gets the commercials, the TV appearances, everything. All the merch. Tap out. Anything you want. Yeah, he's on the mainstream commercials, whatever. Now we find out he's also violating the wellness policy. On top of all that, and you go, you do what you do, which is at some point, at some point, something's got to get, you know what I mean? Why? Why, Roman? That's what you're saying. Yeah. And it's this moment where, where, why, Roman, why? That's what the kids are saying right now. Because this is going to be a thing that uh, uh, goes forward into kids. Kids are going to know that this is happening.
3: I have played this out in my head, too, because if you look at wellness policies across the board, there are different... Uh, Gosh, I, I'm not justifying this at all. But it's interesting what can fall under that category.
2: The wellness policy? Yeah.
3: It doesn't yeah. necessarily... Well, Hornswoggle. When we say wellness, we think immediately hard steroids.
2: Yes. Hornswoggle, I think, said that when he got his wellness policy violation, it was because he couldn't get them a urine test in time. And so that's an automatic...
3: Well, and then look at Adam Rose at the time where he had, he was...
2: He said it was Adderall, and he said he had a prescription. And then you feel the g- need
3: to justify yourself. Right. If you, if you feel like, you're, hey, this isn't fair, this is my name and my reputation, everything on the line, I need to explain this to everybody, but then but you can't explain this to everybody. Because
2: it's always, by the way, it's always wrong to try to explain that to everybody. Because, <sighs> because you know that's,
3: what? That's where it, that my, my whole uh, hypothesis on this ends, though. It goes my, away, though. It's...
2: If it, you come back and it's like, okay, everything's cool. Randy Orton's fine. He's had a policy after policy violation suspension earlier point
3: he was never put in the place of being this golden child
2: roman's not going to get that not anymore but he's going to be fine and he shouldn't have it by the way that's okay he's not that guy that's why this is all happening roman is not the golden child he never should have been that's why he got booed everywhere roman was in the wrong spot a suspension like this could be the best thing that's ever happened to him because finally he's getting forced out of that spot. He wasn't in the right spot. He, he's not the guy to carry the company. And now it's hopefully clear to everybody. Roman is a badass. Roman is a guy who's going to come in and beat people up. He's gonna, is he going to sell tickets? Yes, but he's going to sell tickets as a badass, not as this face of the company because guess what? Live attendance is down. All the house shows, yeah, he's getting cheered. But the ticket sales are down.
3: Drugs don't make you a badass, Sam.
2: No, but being a badass makes you a badass. Yeah, drugs are a little badass.
3: No. Drugs are kind of cool. No. But. <laughs> we do not condone.
2: You speak for yourself. Some of us do. But.
3: <laughs> the podcast has reached an all-time low.
2: But. Roman was in the wrong spot from the beginning. Yes. Did he blow it? Maybe. Yeah. But. But. He... It was not the right spot for him. And they were going to continue to try and try and try. At the end of the day, good. Good. Good that he got suspended. Good, The truth does eventually come out. Something happens where we have to acknowledge this. Now, all we can do is sit there and make sure... That they don't forget it. I mean, Vince McMahon takes the wellness policies pretty seriously. So I'm assuming he's not going to put Roman back in this golden boy spot that he thought he was in and shouldn't be in. And so Roman comes back and he's Roman. He's not the golden boy. He's not this. He's not that. He's just Roman Reigns. And guess what? Roman Reigns was great when he was in The Shield. Everybody loved Roman Reigns when he was in The Shield. Everybody loved Roman Reigns right when The Shield broke up. People started to dislike Roman Reigns when it became clear that he was the golden child. And now, he's not the golden child. Now, I think we have to mention his outburst on Raw. Because if it was known in advance that he was going to get suspended, he, he would have known in advance. Number one, if WWE knew in advance, it's weird. I could see them doing what they did at the pay-per-view. But it's weird that they would have him on Raw as well.
3: Well, that goes back to my point of where you and I disagree. You, I, I you're going to make a statement. You cut bait right there. Well, you don't, 30 days starts right then and there when you have those results.
2: You don't admit that you knew in advance. You don't tell people that you knew in advance. But you knew in advance. You do what's best for business. But but I probably wouldn't have brought him on to Raw. I would have just said, he lost at the pay-per-view, and then here's the results to the wellness policy. Okay, so he lost the title, and he's suspended. And then maybe make him come out as a surprise at Battleground. Who knows? Um, but I do think that... Uh, he'll, he's not. I don't think he'll win the title when he comes back. It's good news for everybody else. too. It's good news for Dean Ambrose. They're now forced to try to put Dean Ambrose in this spot. They're forced to try to put Dean Ambrose as this good guy champion. And I don't know if he's exactly what they're looking for. In my opinion... I think Dean Ambrose is the champion now. To make him look as strong as possible, because I think he's going to be the main guy, main good guy on SmackDown. So I think they'll draft Dean Ambrose to SmackDown, and since he's been champion, you know, for the last month or so, I think that's why they put the title on Dean Ambrose. Um, but it could have been, it could have been the wellness thing. I just, I just think
3: it's just disappointing that it's a family company at the end of the day, and you have to explain that. Yes. Disappointing.
2: But we may be in a position where we finally get to see Roman be the guy he was supposed to be. That's neither
3: here nor there.
2: It's... it's, No, it's... I'm talking about facts. No, 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 no. But it's it's important to say that, like, things are different for Roman when he returns.
3: Things are going to be drastically different. But
2: not necessarily in a bad way. Like, it's not like he's going to do his 30 days. It's like going to jail. You do your time in jail, you get out. Everything's fine now. Not really, but... It's tough to get a job with that little mark on, but, but he's gonna do his thirty-day suspension. He's gonna come back. It's not what, what's he gonna go back to like superstars? No, he's gonna be on a main event on Raw. He's gonna be on a main event of a pay-per-view. He's gonna be back in the world title scene. And if he comes back, being the Roman Reigns that yells at the fans that boo him. And, doesn't, and, and, ignores the, and ignores the people because he thinks he's better than them, which is the vibe he gives off anyway in the ring.
3: Do you think that was an improv moment or do you think that was a... That's what
2: I'm wondering. Mm. I think it very well, because it wasn't like it was written all that well. He was like, you guys just go back to sipping your beers. Yeah. You know what I mean? I could definitely yeah. see it being an improv moment. And if it was an improv moment, then that was probably Roman Reigns taking his destiny into his own hands. Because if you ask me, I think Roman Reigns knows... That he's not in the position that he should be in. Now, that is not to say that he broke he's getting a purposely getting wellness policy violations, because that's not what's happening. That's ridiculous. But if he knows he's going to get suspended, which is possible, he could have gone out there and decided to take matters into his own hands. Maybe. Maybe he wasn't thinking that far ahead. Maybe he was just annoyed. Maybe he's just frustrated with everything, and then he yelled at the fans. Maybe that's true too. Maybe it wasn't that well thought out. Who knows what it was? But the point was that it was an interesting way for him to go before his suspension because it sets this precedent where, okay, like you really are sick of these fans.
3: Well, and I'd rather hear him say anything on that mic other than suffering suckatash.
2: There's not going to be any more suffering suckatash. No. You know, he's going to be, well, he's, look, he's probably going to enjoy his time at home, spend some time with his daughter. Do the thing. And it's it's a shocker and a ridiculously huge surprise. But when he comes back, there is a great possibility that he will be in a better position for him. Not to say that he'll be in a better position in the company. Because you couldn't be in a better position in the company than the position he's in right now. The golden boy. Or, you know, that he was yesterday, shall we say. But we may, may... Actually, get to see Roman Reigns now, which is a big deal. It's pretty major, don't you think?
3: So, do you think leading up to Battleground, they're still going to push? I, mean, I mean, how do you talk about him? It's
2: because... an interesting question because you do have to address it because obviously he's going to be in the main event. You know, I don't. I also
3: think that was a weird move. I think to your point, they should have ended it pay per view and not. Then it, that kind of proves right there they didn't know.
2: Unless they didn't know. Right. Unless his drug test came back, like, that night or this morning. Could have been they, they, they gave him a piss test on Raw that night. They do whatever they do. Results come back Tuesday morning. I don't know how long it takes to do the results.
3: They can get those back pretty quick. Maybe. Right.
2: So maybe they did. Maybe you can go to
3: Dwayne Reed and get, a, like, a test for anything.
2: Right. They could have piss tested everybody over the weekend or on Monday, get the results this morning, and go, oh, my God. Roman. But even so, there's no way. Roman at least took a wellness policy test before he went out and did the promo on Monday. So he probably knew. Even if he didn't know he was suspended, he knew that it wasn't going to come back clean, possibly. So that could have gone into why he yelled at the fans on Raw. I don't know. I just think that, uh, I think it was it was definitely an in- interesting move to the point where I was watching Raw and it struck me. It's like, whoa, like, Roman's changing.
3: That was definitely a perked up moment. Whoa.
2: Well, yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Have we covered the Roman Reigns thing?
3: Just sad, disappointed, disheartened, shocked. I feel like I should be hungry. In, like, hungry. Yeah, yeah. I want to, like, right-click in Microsoft Word and get a bunch more...
2: <laughs> yeah
3: Synonyms Where's
2: my thesaurus? Yeah I, I always want a thesaurus in here Alright, let's uh let's turn off the Facebook Live then And continue on with the State of Wrestling Goodbye yeah. Facebook Live You can watch that uh... Whoa, it made a noise You can watch that whenever you want Look at that Nice little uh, view count Oh, you need your Izzy There you go So The other things that I wanted to talk about for State of Wrestling Um you know, and I, I don't know what, you know. It's, it's,
3: I feel like I threw out all my notes after that happened.
2: Well, yeah, the Roman Reigns thing is just, is, is very, very shocking, for sure. Um, dot, dot, dot. What do you think of this? Okay. First of all, I thought Miz's thing was great on Raw. I just want to say that.
3: Killer promo work, consistently.
2: Do you even know what quail protein is? <laughs> I also want to say this. From now on, every finishing move that I see, pedigree! Did you hear Michael Cole called the Dirty Deeds the pedigree on Raw? And by the way, it was edited out for Hulu.
3: No, he did not. Did I miss this?
2: The, and you won't. No, unless you DVR'd it, you won't not. see it. At the last segment on Raw, Dean Ambrose hooks the Dirty Deeds, and Michael Cole goes, Pedigree! It's great.
3: That's when, like, you and I looked at each other during the pay per view, we thought a razor's edge was coming. <laughs>
2: right. What? Right. And then he turned it into a power bomb. Yeah,
3: he did. So it was kind of a hybrid.
2: Um, uh, how about that? Let's talk about. Uh, Uh, First of all, the ending to Money in the Bank. Without the... Now that there's this connotation of Roman being suspended, I don't even know if it's worth talking about. I just thought... The reason that I tweeted out it was both predictable and unexpected was because as I watched Money in the Bank, I was like, this is exactly where this story needs to be going. But with WWE, it it never goes there. Mm -hmm. Like, they always kind of go someplace else. And to watch this story actually play out that way pretty amazing and exciting. So you like that? I liked it. I liked it. And I mean, I think on Raw, I watched I feel like everything's going just as it should aside from Roman Reigns doing drugs. Everything else is doing great because like to to the T with the segments. I'm watching the opening of Raw and I see Dean Ambrose get out of the cab and he's got <laughs> his bag on and the cab starts driving away and I swear to God and I know you don't take that lightly, Katie. I swear to the that's Almighty. Me. I was watching it and I go, oh, I wish he had forgotten his belt in the cab. And then he hit the roof of the cab because <laughs> he forgot the title. I was like, that's perfect, Ambrose. Yes, he forgot the title in the cab. Loved that. I thought he was great. This is what I want to talk about. Dean Ambrose on commentary. You listened to it, the main event? Yeah, it was good. This is why... And I, the reason why I want to talk about it is because I had this thought, and then I watched the AJ Styles interview with Stone Cold, which, Katie, Ugh, did you watch it? Killer. Because I was about to say, if you weren't in love with AJ Styles before, you Forget will be it. after. Yeah. Um, especially when he goes like, uh, he said something like, uh, hey, how you doing? Better than I deserve. And I was like, oh, somewhere <sighs> Katie Linendoll Slow clap. is just, I mean, just. Uh, but But uh, what he brought up was AJ ...having killer instinct. And the little minutiae... My favorite part of that interview... I thought it was a phenomenal interview... No pun intended. All pun intended. Uh But I thought the best part of the interview... Was when Stone Cold... Just kind of... It almost felt like it was his own little personal time... When he said... Next time you got John Cena on the ground... You gotta stomp the shit out of him. And they, they edited him out a little bit. Because that wasn't... In character. Like that wasn't like... Yeah, hey, we hate John Cena. That was a guy... And this is, this is what I think is important about wrestling. No matter what the writers do, no matter what anybody does, da-da-da, da-da-da. Like, when you're wrestling John Cena and he is on the ground, as a pro wrestler, that is your moment. Nobody can take that moment away from you. So that is when you come across and you start making us believe that you hate John Cena. You want to tear him limb from limb.
3: Didn't we see that three weeks ago when he re-entered the ring 17 times? Who, AJ? Yeah.
2: Yeah, oh, you mean when he kept, exactly, exactly. But that's what Stone Cold was talking about. And AJ does it well, by the way. I'm not, not to discredit AJ, but he was saying that a little more killer instinct. And and I think that we've entered into an era where so much of wrestling is so scripted that none of the guys, so many wrestlers, I think, have this mentality of go in, do what I'm told, go home. And that's the mentality. And we were even talking about it if you listen to the Mick Foley interview that was on uh, this week. He said that wrestlers are able to have more of a work-life balance now because of how scripted everything is. Mick said that he would go home and he'd be in promo land all the time. His wife would watch him and his eyes are going off into a different direction because he's thinking of his next promo. Wrestlers don't do that anymore because somebody else writes their promos. He said that so that that the positive spin on that was that it creates a work life balance. But for people like you and I, Katie, that cannot establish a work life balance. That's it's just true. either all work or zero work. Right. Um, that to me is almost a shame. Because I feel like the people it, it, it takes away potential greatness. And with that said, I think that somebody who would be that guy who wants to live in promo land needs to take advantage of every moment that they possibly have. I, I've been concerned watching Raw. I'll tell you what concerned me, and I didn't talk about it on State of Wrestling because we never got to it. It was a few weeks ago. Uh, I think it was when, it might have been the week after Charlotte dismissed Ric Flair and Stephanie McMahon came in and browbeat her and said, You, da, da, da. Charlotte had this look on her face like she was scared. No wrestler should be afraid of the McMahons ever. No wrestler should ever... It's one thing to be like, oh, I have to do this because he... Fine. But no wrestler should ever be afraid of a McMahon yelling at them. Was Stone Cold ever afraid of Vince McMahon yelling at him? He threw up the middle fingers and said, I'll beat your ass like I'm beating these wrestlers' ass. You're the boss. I can kick these wrestlers' ass. You don't think I can kick your ass? You're in a suit. You know? Like, Shane McMahon, he did something... Where, who was he talking to? Jericho. He was talking to Jericho, and he was he was talking to him like, this could get a lot worse for you, Jericho. Like, I'm going to beat you up. And Jericho kind of was like, oh, okay. Where it's like, no. Like, Jericho is the first undisputed heavyweight champion of the world. He beat the Rock and Stone Cold in one night. Jericho should be sitting there going, like, Shane. Like, I, I, it's okay. Jericho, like, pouts when he doesn't get his way and because he's a bad guy. That works for me. But if Jericho were to be scared of Shane McMahon... Or be like, oh, okay, whatever you say, boss. Wrong. Every time. When people go on commentary, I thought Dean Ambrose was great on commentary on Raw. And it's the little things. Dean Ambrose was talking when he was standing up and he was getting all revved up. And he's like, oh, I just, I, I I, can't wait to find out which one of my brothers I'm going to fight at, at Battleground. But, and he was talking and he interrupted Michael Cole. And Michael Cole tried to keep going. And Ambrose did not bout bow down to let Michael Cole finish his job because Dean Ambrose is like nope I'm the champion I'm the wrestler I keep talking I'm not intimidated by anybody out here I'm not intimidated by the commentators I'm not intimidated by the bosses because what happens is When you have such a a corporate structure and everything is written and do what you're told and blah, 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 you end up with guys that are self-conscious about how they perform. But that can never come out on camera. And too much of it does. I know as somebody who performs, I can see it when a self-conscious performer is performing. And it happens a lot in WWE. You can see it in their eyes. You can see it in the way they react. You can just tell that they're afraid to react. They're afraid to improv.
3: But shouldn't they have that authoritative... Kind of presence
2: no they should have the authoritative presence meaning we as an audience know that they're gonna get their way like okay if you cross the boss yeah something bad might happen but when a bad guy is afraid of the boss like go oh, oh my God Stephanie's yelling at me what I'm an adult
3: I weigh 135 pounds soaking wet
2: I mean maybe a little so more maybe they
3: should be afraid of him on on paper but not physically.
2: Not even on... pay. Like, there should be... When a boss is yelling... Because you know they're
3: going to get their way.
2: When a boss is yelling at a wrestler, the wrestler should be having to uh, try to... They should have a look on their face like, oh, I want to hit you so bad right now. And you should know that, yeah, maybe the boss will, you know, get their way or whatever, but the wrestler's going to fight them on it because they're a wrestler. They can kick your ass. That's why we're watching. We're not watching to see superheroes get bullied by bosses and commentators. And that vibe happens a lot. I don't want to see a wrestler quiet on commentary. Even if it's JBL bullying them. I want my wrestlers to know. Even like I love JBL. But if a wrestler sits down at that commentary table, and JBL usually does a good job because JBL usually takes the wrestler's side. Kevin Owens does an amazing job too. That's where these guys are getting themselves over. Kevin Owens is getting himself over on commentary. Dean Ambrose is getting himself over on commentary because they're remembering it's live. Guess what? Whatever I say in here, not everything can be scripted. I'm going to be Kevin Owens. I'm going to be Dean Ambrose because it's live. I'll apologize later if I have to. And that vibe is clear. And that's what you need from great performers. That's what you need from great wrestlers. But there's too much of, of trying to do exactly what's being told and worrying about the fact that at any given moment, your spot can be taken from you. You can't worry about your spot being taken from you. You have to just do what you do best. There's a reason why every single person is in WWE. It's because they do what they do and have the ability to do what they do on a level that excels over most people. So that confidence needs to be in every single performance. Anytime any of these guys are shown on camera and i I think that too often it isn't
3: it's an interesting statement and do you feel that taking more liberties with whatever your character is and i I bring up an example of like tyler breeze yeah even the sunburn even the switch out of outfits all the time charlotte going the extra mile always changing upper gear always adding flair i mean having spoken to her what a year ago to Mm -hmm. now Mm -hmm. the confidence factor huge difference huge difference yes Finn, entrances, mm-hmm. taking liberty. Like, you can have a long, but see, outstanding entrance. And
2: Finn Balor is a guy who will take the liberty. Take liberty. And you could tell he'll take liberties because we talked about him. He'll take a liberty on Twitter. He'll do a crotch shot in front of a TNA logo. You know what I mean? Like, those are the things that somebody like that will do because they're confident in their position. and And they know, too, if you fire me, I'll go back to Japan. If you fire me for something stupid, I'll go to Japan, I'll go to TNA, I'll go to Ring of Honor, I'll make a living well, elsewhere. Well, I think
3: that confidence comes in any job, though. When you get to the point where you're experienced, you know who you are, and you know you got this. Yeah.
2: But nobody in WWE shouldn't have that confidence. Nobody. And I know that, it, that it's probably beaten out of them, but nobody should not have that confidence. And, of course, somebody like Finn Balor is going to have that confidence above other people because he's got such great experience. But all of those people and that doesn't mean be negative and be assholes about it. That means they can they can like they can be there having a good time, being positive, like knowing that I get to go wrestle and go have fun. But this idea even a Zack Ryder. If Zack Ryder, especially now he's had his WrestleMania moment. If he got fired today, he could go on a great indie run. He could do fine. All these guys can do fine. That and, was really
3: interesting. Go ahead, finish your point. And
2: WWE is short on talent anyway. WWE needs talent. They're splitting the brand. They're splitting the roster. They need the talent. The talent needs to be confident. And the reason I say that, I don't have like a huge number of examples of people doing poorly because I don't calculate that way. I don't, I'm not a negative person like that. But when Dean Ambrose and Kevin Owens do it, when Dean Ambrose is on commentary, not allowing anybody to interrupt him, it's different. You feel that it's different. There are wrestlers who sit down at the commentary booth and get bullied verbally by Michael Cole. That's not Michael Cole's fault. It's the wrestler's duty. Michael Cole should be trying to bully him. Good. Put him through the ringer. It's the wrestler's duty to not allow it. It's their duty to not allow it. And and Dean Ambrose, you can't, Dean Ambrose, Kevin Owens, try it. Try it. You You won't be able to get over on them and that's them performing on that level and that's the level that people need to be performing at on uh, throughout the thing it's not enough to just wrestle you can't just just you know have a good move set you got to be able to own a room you have to be the alpha male in the room and in 2016 alpha mailing is like you know frowned upon because everybody's being nice to everybody but Alpha mailing is important.
3: You got to play a little to the territory of where your position is though. You can't come in somewhere that hot. You got to you got to play the ground and have the respect.
2: No, but there's too much of that. It's what that's why It's a balance. That's why you don't be an asshole but you go in you, you 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 don't rub people the wrong way. You can be friends with everybody, but you can go in knowing that you're the best. There's no reason not to. There's no reason not to. That's that's where entertainment and athletics come together. Like, every player on a football field, if they're successful, is under the impression that they're the best. You know? And the ones that become the best are the ones that believe it. LeBron James, I mean, unlikable person that he is. He, and I don't know if this was the best idea, but when the Cavs won the championship, did you see LeBron's post-game speech? Every pronoun was I, me. He talked, he talked about God like God was talking to him. Not we, not the team, none of it. He is a complete egotist and a narcissist. But guess what? Nobody's looking out for him except him. And nobody's looking out for any of these wrestlers.
3: But at the end of the day, you better deliver.
2: Well, don't show, to, don't show up to the dance if you, can't fight, if you don't have a couple moves. Truth.
3: You know? Our truth.
2: Exactly. Exactly. R-Truth. He comes out, he owns everything he does, he owns it. R-Truth is the greatest, you know? Whatever weirdness they give him. R-Truth was always good about owning weirdness. Uh, obviously, Goldust, you know, he's got the experience to do it. Uh, Cody Rhodes, whatever they gave him, he owned it. Not that many people do that.
3: Where's this coming from, though? Who do you I saw, think's uh, doing a bad example of No, it?
2: I saw Dean Ambrose doing it well, and Dean Ambrose doing it well is a rarity. Most people are not doing well but the fact that I saw Dean Ambrose doing it well and then I thought about Kevin Owens and how well he does it and then I realized and maybe it's these guys that have lived life on the Indies so they know that they'll be okay because I think Sami Zayn uh, radiates that confidence. There, There is no insecurity in Sami Zayn. And you're right about Finn Balor. There is no insecurity in that guy. You know? And maybe that has to do with them realizing that there are greener pastures or at least pastures that are somewhat green
3: would be like,
2: teal. Teal. Teal is a good word. All right. I think we're running out of time. We've been going long. Man,
3: now, everything we were planning to talk about, we didn't talk about.
2: Yeah, because I want, maybe we'll talk next week. That's an idea. Next week, I want to talk about, and pl- remind me, write it down in your notes. Okay. There are rumors, and actually, let's both give this some thought, and if you guys want to give this some thought, and we'll do the Adam call thing next week, too, um, but if you guys both want, if you guys all want to give this some thought, uh, tweet at Katie Linendoll and at Not Sam, and you can talk to us about it, but... There's a lot of talk going on right now that the WWE is reaching out to a lot of older stars to come in for the brand split because they're realizing talent might be low. Like, I'm talking guys in their 40s.
3: Holy hell, Tatanka is back, bitches. That's
2: your, that's your pick. Think about who your draft picks are that uh, used to be stars in WWE. You know the name, I'll just say these are names that are being thrown around the internet, so it's not not huge spoilers. But like Kurt Angle is a huge name that's been brought up for this. Uh, Rey Mysterio has been brought up for this. Goldberg has been brought up for this. Those three names have been bandied about a little bit. So let's both for next week think about some names on that kind of a level. Why are you looking at me crooked when I say Kurt Angle?
3: Because we had talked about this so many times Absolutely. about his, where he stands and in injury prone.
2: Absolutely, but. Maybe, you know, they can give him a light schedule and just have him come back to give SmackDown or Raw a boost. I don't know. We'll talk about it next week for sure. Uh, in the meantime, of course, you know me. You can find me here. You can find me Sam Roberts, Show on SiriusXM, the whole deal. But you can find Katie Linendoll on her amazing podcast, Katie.show. It's a tech lifestyles podcast. You get to dip into the world of Katie Linendoll that exists outside of sports entertainment, uh, and it's on iTunes if you search Show. And it's on www.katie.show. Yeah. So it's a, it's a really amazing thing. Thank you, Katie, for breaking this all down.
3: Thanks, so Mitchowski.
2: And thanks for everybody who joined us on Facebook Live. Maybe we'll do a little more of that in the future. Yeah. See you next week.
3: Sister Nero. <laughs> Out. <laughs>
1: <laughs> thanks for listening. Thanks for listening. Follow at Milk Sam on Twitter, Instagram,
0: Instagram
1: Facebook, and YouTube. And subscribe for free to listen every
3: week to Sam Roberts Wrestling Podcast.